you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 3 for a few minutes, and I do mean a few minutes. I knew that Brother Jason was going to share something, and I thought he was going to take a little longer, and I was going to be a little shorter, but I'm going to be as brief as I possibly can to get across this message. I want you to look at three words in Philippians chapter 3, three words as far as our vision service is concerned. Uh, you know, sometimes we got to go on by faith when we don't feel like it. Amen. We need to go on by faith when it don't look like. Maybe it's the death of the vision. Sometimes during this past year, we thought, my word, are we going to make it? And uh, thank God we made it. And now it's 2021. And uh, one thing I've learned through all this, and maybe the Lord is trying to get our attention, I know he is, is that we take for granted life. We take for granted every breath until you lose it. You take for granted every heart beat until that heart stops beating or a stroke takes place and you lose your thought or you lose your motion. And you took that for granted right before that stroke. Uh, yesterday I was checking my blood pressure in the uh, Walmart supermarket or whatever. And uh, I said, this thing's got to be broke. Amen. So we always want to think the thing's broke and not us. Amen. So I said, I better go lay down. And uh, shopping does that to me. I get high blood pressure every time I walk in a store. But um, thank the Lord, every heartbeat, every, every thought, every motion, every, every, every breath is an individual blessing of God. I've said that all my life. And now I think that um, now that Jason's put me halfway in the grave, uh, I want to end right, amen, praise God. And I was a young man many hairs ago, and I look at those pictures and I think, man, who is that young guy up there trying to pastor this church? I was the guy that was waving on the porch there, buddy. That was a stupid thing to do. And, um, and uh, I, today I'd have a hard time getting up those steps, I think. Uh, and, you know, it'd be hard for some of you to get up those steps. But uh, thank God we're here and we're still moving and living for God. And we live and breathe because... He saved us, amen? But look at Philippians chapter three, and I just want you to circle three words, and um, we'll go, and I promise you I won't preach but about 20 minutes, and uh, you'll be home watching your favorite team lose. But look at, uh, look at verse three of Philippians. It says, for we are uh, the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and having no confidence in the flesh. We can stop right there and say amen. That's the only way we're gonna have a, a ministry is we don't have much confidence, we don't have any confidence in the flesh. And though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he, he wherein you might trust in the flesh, I more. And he says, circumcised the eighth day of the tribe of uh, stock of Israel and the tribe of Benjamin, the Hebrew of Hebrews, and such in the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, my word, killing people for being Christians, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. He was a good Pharisee. But I want you to notice what he said, and I want you to circle a word in, in, a, in a minute. It says, And what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the ecstasy of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And here's the word I want you to underline, and do count. Circle the word count them dump but dung refuge that I may win Christ and it be found in him not having mine own righteousness which is of the law but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness 
which is of God by faith. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word of God and thank you, dear Lord, that we have an opportunity just to bring some thoughts one more time uh, on this side of eternity. And Lord, we thank you, dear God, for everybody gathered here. It's not a big crowd, but Lord, we're not looking for a crowd. We're looking for Christ. And Lord, we're not preaching unto them. We're preaching to you and for you. And Lord, I pray, dear God, that you bless each person here for their effort to be in the house of God and encourage this preacher. But also, Lord, if everyone that's listening by way of the internet, many are very sick and would give anything, anything to be here tonight, and they can't be here on anniversary Sunday. And so, Lord, bless them. And Lord, help us to realize what a privilege it is to go forth, to reach forth, uh, to make progress, not get uh, resting in our laurels, but God pressed towards the mark of the high calling. We're going to thank you and praise you for what you teach us tonight and what you challenge us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to give you three thoughts real quick about reaching forth. Number one, we need to have right values. The word count means analyze or to um, uh, prioritize and uh, realize, I guess is a good word, what's important. Now, Stephen preached on that this morning, and, and Brother Jason just touched on it. But folks, we need to do it for Christ. Look at verse 7. It says, but these things which were gained to me, that I counted loss for Christ. For Christ. He was a very educated person. He was a very religious person, but that wasn't enough. And here it is, real quick. The bottom line in the Christian life is everything should be done for him and for his glory. I want you to turn next door to Colossians. General Electric, Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's how I find it. Um, I want you to look at Colossians chapter 1, uh, G-E-P-C. I want you to look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. It says, for by him were all things created. How many believe that? Say amen. You think he was a one-cell amoebo that flipped over and became a tadpole, and the tadpole became a uh, jumping frog, and the frog got so hairy it became an ape, and the ape got so in intelligent that he showed up at Shaw Industry. As a general manager, you got another thought coming. Monkeys didn't make men back then, and they don't make them now. I've been to Grant Park many times with grandchildren. That's the only reason I'd go there. And I've never seen a little baby uh, in a monkey's cage. Amen. Folks, we came from God. God created us. That's a revolutionary fact, and we ought to realize that some people don't even believe it in the United States of America. It says, for by him were all things created, and are in heaven and in, are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominion or principalities or powers. All things were created. Here it is now. That's what I want to emphasize. By him, but here's the last three words, and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So there's three truths here. He created you, and he created you for him. And thank God he sustains you, and he keeps you alive during this pandemic or a car accident, or a heart attack, or a stroke, or whatever you might be encountering. And thank God he did it because he wants you to glorify his precious name. That's the bottom line. And folks, we need to count that as the right values of life. Amen? Uh, there's another thing that's mentioned in the book of, of, um, of uh, Philippians. Go back to Philippians chapter 3. It's mentioned 16 times. And that's the word things. Things. You know, a lot of people live for things. They live for bigger things and better things. 
we got more gadgets than, than I can ever believe. We live in a modern day, amen? I have got a little round box sitting next to me that I can say, Google, turn on the lamp, and it turns on a lamp. No wonder we're dying of laziness, praise God. We can't even get up and click on a lamp across the thing. We got a machine that sends the Wi-Fi to a special plug-in, and it turns on that lamp. I kind of like it, amen? I, I really like it. I like all these doodads, and amen, I can't figure them out. One went out the other day, and we and uh, and it said, uh, the thermostat is no longer working. I said, oh, my word. I said, turn the heat up, Google. And she said, it's no longer working. And I thought, my word, why is it not working? And, and we found out it was a breaker broke, and then I called my good friend, uh, Quarles, and he said, go out and pull the plug. I said, pull what plug? Pull the plug on the outside unit. Pull the outside unit. And I said, well, what's wrong now? It always happens on uh, anniversary weekend. I mean, I guarantee you something's going to happen. And he said, well, you probably got a compressor down. And so you got to put on emergency. And I said, how do you do that? He said, I have no idea. That's that Nest th thermostat you got that you boss that guy around and tell him to turn that air up. I don't know how to do it. So it took Connie and I about 15 minutes to figure out how to turn emergency the heat on. Because we was having 17 people over for lunch today. We had to have heat. Amen. But I want to tell you something. We are, we are, we're hooked on things. We like things. We like bigger things. Right value puts things in their proper place. Paul referred to his academic things, his religious things, his family things. And they were all things. Look at verse 7 real quick. Philippians chapter 3 verse 7. It says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost. For Christ. And so number one, let's get some priorities around here and let's keep some priorities. My prayer is that this year will be a year of priority. Folks, we have the right values when we seek God, when we read his word, when we go after souls and we win souls, amen? Let's keep the main thing the main thing. In 1993, Mark and Tanya Rich who had joined two other couples in the jungle of Panama to translate the Bible for the Acuna Indians. Eight years ago from this interview, the rich missionary um, family was invaded by armed men and abducted Mark at the same time they, uh, and they kidnapped him, uh, two others, and the missionaries uh, and, and, and were just kidnapped and imprisoned and they left their wives and behind, and reporter on the 2020 interview, eight years, and they never found the missionary, uh, interviewed Tanya Rich at the end of the interview, and the reporter asked the question, looking back now, was it worth the risk to go to Panama? Are you glad you went? And this was her response, I'm a human, and I hurt, and I want my husband back, but there are some things that are worth living for, and dying for. And one of those things is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, we ought to count it valuable, this book. We ought to count it valuable, every tract that we hand out. We ought to count it valuable, the way of sin. Then number two, real quick, I want you to circle the word press in verse 14. Look at the word press. We're reaching forward. It says, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Not only do we have right values, we ought to have right vigor. Um, folks, you can bank on this. What you put your energy and treasures in 
is where your heart is. And what you get excited about, that's where your heart is. What you invest in, that's where your heart is. And folks, we put our energies in a lot of things. There ought to be some intimacy. Uh, in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, it says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and make conformable unto his image. Ah, that's intimate. There ought to be a personal relationship. And folks, you have to work at that. And then not only is there, a, there the intimacy of knowing God and knowing who he is, but there ought to be an intensity, intensity, uh, determined to reach forth. Uh, that takes discipline. You ought to go soul winning when it's cold. You ought to go soul winning when it's hot. You ought to go soul winning when you don't feel like it. And by the way, soul winning is a spiritual experience and the flesh will war against it every time. That's why the first door is hard to knock on. Then after you knock on the first door, you don't want to stop because you see God work. Thank God. And so, folks, there's discipline not to quit. Uh, several years ago on Monday Night Football, I hate to use a football illustration, but I will, an announcer commented that Walter Payton, amen, Walter Payton, I think he played for Chicago, did he? Uh, uh, Walter Payton ran over nine miles in his career. Nine miles he ran the pigskin, the football. But one of the other announcers uh, uh, said this, what makes the accomplishment so great in the world of sports is that Walter got knocked down every 4.6 yards of that nine miles, but he got back up again and again and again and ran just as hard. Folks, listen, our incentive is not to score a touchdown. Our incentive is to please God and reach those and use our little old life for the glory of God, and it takes vigor. It takes enthusiasm, theos. And folks, we can lay back and we can get lazy, and that's the danger of this pandemic. You can get lazy and not want to come to church. It's a lot easier sometimes just to stay in your pajamas and not get ready, especially you what ladies that takes three hours to put on your face and comb your hair. I don't have that problem. It takes about two minutes for me to get ready. But I'll tell you this, friend, it's worth it to come to the house of God. Now, I'm not criticizing anybody. I'm not trying to get on anybody's uh, feelings. But I'll say this, friend, it's a high calling to please God. And sometimes we have to sacrifice and we have to take a chance. And I don't want you taking a chance. If you don't feel comfortable, stay at home and listen by way of the Internet. But please come back sooner or later. Amen? Because I want to tell you something. There's an intensity. We ought to worship with intention. That's why it disturbs me when people fall asleep when I preach because I feel like I'm failing. And it's not my fault. It's your fault for staying up all night. Say amen. But I want to tell you something, folks. brings me to my last word. Look. Look. Folks, you see count in this verse about pressing towards. Then you see vigor. We press towards the mark of the high calling. And thank God for that. And folks, that high calling is summed up in verse 14. I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. Folks, we've got to keep an optimistic attitude around here of faith. I believe in the power of positive faith, not thinking, Norman Vincent Peale. 
just because you think it's going to happen, it, that's not going to do it. You've got to believe what God wants to happen and get in it. Amen? That's the power of positive faith. I, folks, listen, some people lost hope, and some people have lost uh, confidence in God, and some people just lost their energy. Um, I think it was Landon came to me and said, uh, you need anything. That's, that's part of the training that our head usher has given them. He comes down and said, do you need anything? And I looked at him, I said, yeah, I need some Geritol. And he looked at me like, what in the world is Geritol? And then I think Joanne piped up from the third row back and said, I don't think they make it anymore. I said, well, give me a B12 shot then, amen. And he still didn't understand what I was talking about. He just went back to his seat and said, I ain't going to do that again, amen. I was needing some energy. I was needing some energy. We had 17 people over for lunch, and they, didn't, they wouldn't leave. But anyway, I need some energy, amen. Number three, number three is my family, so y'all don't get all uptight. Uh, well, except for the singers, amen, but everybody's had it at vision. But anyway, number three, we see in verse 20, the Bible says this, for our conversation or way of life or citizenship is in heaven. We look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Three words will change your life as far as going forward. You need to count. You need to have, you need to have the right values. You need to have the right priorities. You need to let things get away. And then you need to, to be intimately in tune with God, love God, know God, even the power of his resurrection, and press towards the mark. Press. It ought to be the right vigor. But most important of all, and this is what the theme about uh, is about in our, our year, this year. You've got to have a right vision. You've got to have a right vision. On this vision night, 2021, and I could say it's been a dismal uh, meeting because of so few here. But I want to tell you something, folks. It's been a great meeting because some people are still getting the vision. Some people are getting in on the vision. And I'm not talking about staying up so late that after eating five Whoppers and getting a vision of some uh, Jesus 700 feet tall. One time a lady called me and said, hey, listen, I had a vision. I said, what was it, Mary? I should have said the name. What was it, ma'am? She said, uh, you know, you get old, you slip. Uh, you know, I said, <laughs> I said, what was it, ma'am? And she said, well, it was this beast, and he had teeth and fangs, and, 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 and thorns were coming out of his head and his body, and, and, and what does that mean, preacher? And she really wanted an interpretation. Well, I was in one of my moods, and I didn't feel like interpreting dreams that day. And I said, well, I want to tell you something, uh, ma'am. Uh, if you see it, run. That's all. <laughs> and she was insulted. She got mad at me. She hung up. I had to call her back and say, hey, listen, I don't believe in visions, extra biblical visions. I'm telling you, friend, you can stay up too late and eat too much and get all kinds of visions. Amen. I was having a terrible dream last night that I was supposed to deliver a missionary offering and, and I got lost and couldn't find the house. I don't know why I'm delivering a missionary offering. And thank God, um, uh, Miss Connie budge, uh, hit me or something about 7 o'clock. She says, time to get up. I said, thank goodness, because I was tired of trying to deliver that offering. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Woo, you can have visions and dreams. That's not how God works. God works through his word. And folks, a vision is a God-given goal for you to get some vigor about and some, and some uh, value about and count it as valuable. Reaching souls. Praising God, worshiping Him, and folks looking for Him, seeing Him face to face. Oh, won't it be wonderful one day?
would it be worth it all to see him? I'm closing because I said I'd preach 20 minutes. I'm going to try it. It'd be a real accomplishment for me. Our Savior paid the price for our sin. And so by the mercies of God, it's only our reasonable service that we sacrifice or present our life. Our sovereign Lord, one day we will face at the judgment seat of Christ. Our loving Savior will face one day at the judgment seat of Christ. And we'll give account of what we did and why we did what we did for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's going to be a day of reckoning. And I want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Don't you? I want to hear, well done. And folks, I don't want to be done before it's well. And I don't want to give up. And I don't want to lose the vision. And I don't want to lose my vigor. And I surely don't want to lose the value of serving the Lord. It's a privilege to be your pastor. It's a privilege to preach the Word of God. It's a privilege to be your friend and to be your brother or to one of you sisters or brothers in Christ. It's a privilege to see your children grow up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and do something for God. It's a privilege to send out over 40, 40 people into the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ and see missionaries like Kevin and Jeremy and Brother Steve come out of our church. Brother Bush and Brother Brother Gardner and all these folks, all these folks serving the Lord. I close with this illustration. Hadn't used it in a few years, and if I did, you probably wouldn't remember it, but I'll share this and close. There was a young violinist, and one of his first concerts after, after a beautiful rendition, the crowd was so impressed with this beautiful, beautiful violinist and his his beautiful masterpiece that he had just performed. And they gave him a standing ovation, and they kept calling for an encore. But the young violinist would not acknowledge the crowd at all. And finally, he glanced to the top of the balcony where an old man was sitting in the corner of the top of the balcony. And then finally, that old man stood to his feet and gave one nod of approval. Then and only then did the young violinist smile and gave the crowd a bow and gave a wonderful ovation. See, he was not playing for them. He was playing for his master. He was playing for the one that taught him hours and hours of how to take that violin and make beautiful music. He was playing for the master violinist. He was playing for his instructor. He was playing for the one that he wanted approval of. Folks, listen. Here's the value. The Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the vision. He's coming soon. And only what's done for Christ will last. So get involved. Find a ministry. Serve the Lord with gladness. Hey, look for his soon coming. But before And don't just sit there and long for him to come, but get some values about your life. And I know you have that or you wouldn't be here tonight. And get some vigor about your life and realize you need to press, discipline yourself to stay faithful no matter how you feel. Father, use this message. Thank you, dear God, for a wonderful service and the good testimonies and the good music. 
And Lord, we just thank you, dear God, that we can come here and worship you, the living God, our loving Savior. God, if it wasn't for you, we'd be on the way to hell. Deservingly so, but Lord, you intercepted our path with your precious blood and redeemed our souls. So now, Lord, help us. Help us, God, to count. And God, help us to press. God, help us to look and have the right values, the right vigor, and praise God, the right vision of you, high and lifted up. And Lord, may we be your servants in the coming year. And Lord, may we serve you with gladness and thanksgiving in our heart for Calvary. With every head bowed, every eye closed, here's a simple invitation tonight. How many of you have been saved by the grace of God? Would you raise your hand as a happy testimony of that? Now, how many of you want to serve him more faithfully? And that's your prayer tonight. Would you raise your hand? God bless you. Father, use the message. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.